a Big Spark Studios original. <sighs> Fuck, I probably should have taken a shit. Go. No. I'll hold up. Are we good? I'm rolling. <laughs> Great. Excellent. I don't, also don't know why I'm holding this up to me or when not a single person is talking through it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens, the podcast that is one giant dumpster fire still rolling down the street. I don't know who's going to stop it or when, but until then, here we are. Now, before we get into the episode, be sure you subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens and rate and review it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, the link will be down below, as is youtube.com slash Chris, which is where we post all the video episodes as well. So just getting that out of the way. And this, if you missed the last episode of this gorgeously made podcast, um, we're trying something new. And this is the episode that we're trying without a theme. Um, The Valentine's Day one was, in fact, awesome. And I think we might start doing themes. But we'll see how this one goes. We have no idea. But before we get into the episode, I want to shout out Aviva. Aviva is an organization that is committed to lifting up and amplifying the voices of the families that they serve, most of whom experience the systemic racism that continues to grip our nation. Aviva will continue to be a beacon of hope and voice for the children and families that they serve. They are committed to advancing equity and inclusion in all aspects of the work that they do. And I think that is so awesome, especially in a time like we are all seeing over the last few years, um, especially, I just think, what an awesome organization. So the link for them will be down below to learn more and to donate to aviva.org. And let's viva into this episode. Let's start with a voicemail. Wow, this one has no theme. We're just raw dog in life today. Woo! Hi, Chris. Hi. This is Austin. Hey, Austin. I really am on it right now. Oh, you're on I'm it. I'm on the couch to sleep with my cat. And literally, this is the biggest struggle I run into every day. When she hops up on my lap and falls asleep, that's my priority. Period. Over. Done. I need her. She is my princess and my icon and my goddess. I pray to her before I go to sleep and first thing when I wake up. How on earth can I prioritize other people in my life when I love my cat so fucking much? Um, I need help, babes. Love ya. Thank you, Austin. Um, yeah, you called into the wrong podcast because I fucking hate cats. Um, so I would say wake that bitch up and tell her you have a life to live if she wants to continue to live under your roof. But I'm going to try and be in your perspective for this and have a little bit of um, like empathy or whatever that's called. Um, <laughs> I would try and well no I think it's you don't have to stop the show you know you don't have to stop your cat from laying on you you have to stop your cat from laying on you during important moments or times that you need to be productive is what it seems like so I would save like one area for her to sleep on you like in your bed for example and then when you're on the couch and you're laying down maybe like get her a little bed for the couch or I don't know. Cats are just like such a fucking different species. You have cats. What would you advise? Uh, I fucking hate your cats. I'm so sorry. I fucking hate them. Oh my God. They broke two of the cups I gave him. Oh, he told you about the second. Oh my God. He sent me a picture. (laughs) What was it? Fucking 30 minutes after leaving my house? Yeah, it was right when I got home. 
What the fuck is wrong with them? Ugh. <laughs> they want to destroy everything that is good. What would you do in this um, scenario? Because you have cats and you understand them more. Well, I find it tricky sometimes because I'm like editing a lot of the time, and they'll like try and hop on the computer and stuff. Like I that. Th- when oh, Chris, let you Justin finish, but oh my god, that could send me into the next stratosphere. When friends who have cats are just climbing on their keyboards as mm-hmm. they're working, I'm like, are you not freaking out that they're gonna like command something and your whole pro? Oh yeah, definitely. I tell them the thing about the tiny keyboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a thing. You've probably seen this on TikTok where it's you get them a tiny computer of their own because they just want to mimic what you're doing. Stop. Is that so why cats do so it? There's so many videos of it on TikTok. It's really cute. That's the cutest thing ever. Oh, my God. Suddenly, I'm about to get a like, cat. It's a little professional. Or what's the sound? It's okay. You know. What would you advise the Austin? Um, right now, I, I just put them in another room, um, which is not like ideal. I don't really know what the... I feel him on that where it's like you don't want to move them once they're like comfortable and stuff. And I'm the same way with boogers. So like that's why I get it. But, but also I, you're in charge. Yeah, I agree with you though. If you can get them like a like just like you have like a dog a, a bed for booger, like a dog bed. Something like that. Some you guys think cats are gonna do that? Cats no, but see that's that. that's why I'm like I don't know if I'm sound to give advice for yeah, this topic because I'm like rrr, rrr. But I think it is also like it's okay to like you <laughs> This sounds fucked up, but, like, hear me out. You are more of a priority than the animal. Like, the animal will not survive if you are not surviving. So, like, you have to get your shit done, okay? Like, yes, I would love to sleep in bed with Booger all day, but also I need Booger to fucking move out of the bed so I wake her up. It's like the it's like having a, it's tough love sometimes, okay? You can't sleep here. You can't sleep, okay? Well, the cat can fucking sleep. Hmm. Just tell him not on you or her or them. I mean, like, oh, God, I... <sighs> I just think sometimes you, you got to be the bearer of bad news and say, not on me today. The, and then give him a treat after you take him off. It's like a win-win-ish. Or like give him a toy. Like the best thing you could do is uh, redirect their attention. Enrichment. Oh my God. We Look at this. And also what an ironic hat to be wearing. Meow. <laughs> Meow. Yeah, I guess you guys have to watch the video episode. Anyways, let's do a secret. That was That was our advice for all you cat owners out there i guess all right first secret of the day i pick my nose while driving and always stick it on the side of my seat okay well that is starting off on a real low note um yeah i don't know what to respond to that that killed maybe all conversation uh don't do that have you seen the tiktok of the girl who's like I'm so sorry, Quinn. It's like uh, my boyfriend found my booger chair. You know what I'm talking about? Was it like really covered in boogers? Could you like see them? Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw up. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Stop that. Respect your fucking property enough. Oh, my God. Eat it. Eat it. Gross. The stomach acid kills any of that shit. Hey, but the taste of boogers. Do they have a taste? You tell me. Oh, Is he doing Literally, that? no. I close my eyes. Literally, I don't Did taste anything. Were you watching? No, I closed my well, eyes. Well, maybe you should have been watching. They kind of taste like eggs. Ew. I mean, that's almost grosser than saying it has no taste. <laughs> Regardless, there's a million. I have a solution. Every time you get in the car, go to Target and get those like cheap ass washcloths. I'm talking like the five pack for like $2.99. Get like 15 individual washcloths. 
in total, not like 15 packs of five or whatever, or maybe do if that's your vibe. Take one every time you go in the car and wipe them on the towel, then bring them inside when you're done and have a little basket for them. And then you can wash them. Like a handkerchief. Yes. Yeah. Don't, why are you wincing, Sam? It's better than a fucking car. I'm just staring at Booger trying to think about better Booger. Sam just snot rockets like. <laughs> Sam just goes. <laughs> right into her hand and licks it. <laughs> Yummy. Have you, so you've never picked your nose? I stopped listening to you guys. <laughs> you've never picked your nose. You're the producer. You better start fucking listening. I just don't like thinking about the booger chair. No, the booger chair is definitely upsetting, but that's where I redirected his attention somewhere else. (laughs) Circling it back to the cat question. Let's take another question. I think we're all pretty tired of this. Jake, you're going to have to pick better secret next time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chris. Hey. So I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on living in L.A. because I feel like people are always shitting on living in LA but they also tend to be people who are like trying to be influencers or who move there to try and make it or whatever so I'm kind of like okay well does living in LA suck or does like trying to be famous suck you know because I mean the way I see it LA kind of has everything it's like all the different types of nature within reasonable driving distance but it's still city it's warm all the time there's weed culture, gay people. Weed like, culture, I don't know. It seems people. great to me. So I'd love to hear what you think. And, like, producers and whoever, feel free to chime in, too, as, like, normal people living in L.A. Yes. Okay. That's all. Love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you. That's a good question. I feel like you really, like, asked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... So this is going to be a little hard for me because, and I struggle with this question a lot because I do get asked this question quite a bit. Um, I find it hard to answer because there are so many people who call Los Angeles home and it is a really great place to live. And that's why I don't, like this is again my outlook on it in my personal experience of living here, which is pretty unique compared to, I would say, the general population of Los Angeles. Um but I don't – it's hard because for me personally in my experience living here, this is not how it is. I I need to stop being disclaiming. Um, I – like I go back and forth because there are a lot of great things and there are just a lot of things that aren't personally for me. Um And, I mean, I grew up on the East Coast, so I am 3,000 miles away from my family, my, like, longest friends ever, um, just, like, everything I've ever known. So that already is kind of, like, a strike against L.A., even though it's, like, nothing – has nothing to do with it. Um, But I had a realization, like, I don't know when, because I don't understand the timeline anymore, but um, that – Everything here, and this, again, might just be biased based off of, like, the industry I'm in, but everything feels entertain. It feels one-noted, you know? It's like there's just the entertainment industry, and then that's it, you know? And I know that's that might be biased, but, like, when I lived in New York, there were bankers, and then there were also... <sighs> Like, what else was there? Uh, There were bankers, but there was also entertainment, and there was also fashion, and there was also, like, colleges and all of this. And obviously, there are colleges in Los Angeles, but it just felt much more diverse, and it felt like, 
Ugh, I don't know if this is because of the bias I have, but everything just feels so entertainment driven. And it's just, there's so many billboards. There's so, like, it just, you're always reminded of the entertainment industry, I feel. And please chime in if I'm wrong, because you lived, did you? I grew up here. You grew up here, then moved to the Bay, and then moved back. Mm -hmm. You're from the Bay. I'm from Fresno, and then San Francisco. Okay, got it, but not LA. So, to me, everything is feels so one-noted, and obviously that's, like, watering it down to simplify it a ton, but it just feels so monotonous a lot of the time, especially. And I know this is like another thing that's going to be like, fuck you, Chris, as we're putting this out in the middle of winter. Um, I don't love the sunny days every day and the warm weather. And it feels like life starts to feel not real. And there doesn't feel like there is real time happening. And I think that's a lot of my frustration with it is... Like, it it doesn't feel like it's February. It feels like it's totally June. And that's a pro. Like, that scares me. <laughs> and I like having weather. I like dressing for different weather occasions and <laughs> all of that. And I, I like the social scene in New York and the East Coast so much better. Um, I don't know. I just, I want to like it. And I really want to. But I am also moving out of Los Angeles this year. So, um yeah, I, I definitely think it'll be a place that is constant in my life. And there are a lot of really great things like you talked about. There is a lot of weed. <laughs> there is a big gay scene. And it, there is, it is a city. You, there is so much available. And, the I mean, the nature is fucking crazy that you can go surfing, snowboarding, and be in a desert and go to a major city all within one day. That's crazy and so sick. Like, there's so much opportunity in L.A., in every aspect of like life but i don't know like compared to new york i love the fact that you can drive everywhere however i do think i've realized that that also limits the amount of people you see and interact with and i don't know it, it to me i feel a lot more alone in la than i do in other places i've lived but i don't know if that's just because of like the way i live my life or if that's a common theme, but... Did you always feel that way in L.A.? Like alone? How long, how long have you lived here now? Four plus years, over four years. Just wondering if it's like the neighborhood has a, makes a difference. Definitely the neighborhoods that you live in make a difference because like I'm like in the Valley Valley now. Like before I was like in the shallow valley. Now I'm in like the Valley Valley. Deep Valley. The Deep Valley. <laughs> and... This feels a little far, for sure. I definitely have... The loneliness has been amplified by living here, and on top of that, a pandemic. I've been happiest in cities where public transportation is really, like... Except, like uh, were we talking about this also while we were filming this street video? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's just because in, in Los Angeles, you could go days without interacting with another person. But you can do so much. That's true. You can drive and do all of this, and you will interact with, like, two people. But even, like, so I was saying, like, doing the street interview stuff, like, I feel like you catch a lot of people off guard out here because you're not used to interacting with strangers. Whereas, like, me, like living in San Francisco, you're taking the bus. Like, you're yes. in contact with so many people so that... Um, not only is that routine and you like, but it's also like, that's why I feel like out there in the Bay, like it, it's more of like a community feeling because you do come into contact with so many people you're used to interacting with people. Like you have this shared 
like almost like uh, pride in like the place you are in. Yeah. Um, There's no real sense of like community here. No. And yeah. The, I don't. I I feel like I have I have little communities. Well, no. LA, I mean, I have I, little communities, but like. Well, where we we where we live and where it's kind of like that. I mean, you guys live in a perfect place. It's though. a nice little pocket where you do actually interact with your totally. Neighbors, and that's why I'm like, I don't know if me living. Sorry to cut you off. Me there. living in. Bleep that. Okay. Embler. Um, I don't know if me living here. Me living in Albuquerque. <laughs> me living in Austin, Texas. <laughs> but I don't know if that really does. Like, that's why this question is so hard to answer because it is so case by case. I grew I grew up here. Yeah, in, you grew up down the street. In El, in El Paso. In Austin, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. It was super isolating. Yeah. So... Until you get a car, but even like the even the, with the a car, it's yeah. the traffic yeah. and like it's, that's the that's the major. major it's downside. tough because I mean, in the same vein as New York City, there are really great things and there are also really bad things. Like li- living anywhere, there's going to be really great things and there's going to be really bad things. Depending on who you are, there might be more bad things than good things. But a place will always have two sides of the spectrum, and it just matters where you fit on fit into that spectrum. But personally, I really have been trying to, like, (laughs) reel in my stance on Los Angeles because I just don't think it's good for me to be here long term. So that's why I'm kind of moving out and seeing what does work for me in life where I can kind of bounce to Los Angeles, stay here for a week or two, because that's where I really feel like L.A. hits is like when you can be here, get like the full fun experience and then dip. At least for me, because again, I don't find it very stimulating. I just feel like there's really like food, shopping, and like m- museums and parks. Weed. But like, what else do you want? But I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> all your. Sound f- awesome. Yeah, no, it does. Okay. But when it's all you. Chris, d- don't go. But when it's all you do after a while, it just kind of feels like, like, I don't know. I, it's maybe it's hard coming from New York where I just felt like there was constantly something new. Yeah. And exciting to do all the time. Maybe it's set a standard that just isn't fair for anywhere else because New York is just New York. But everything just feels kind of the same after a while. It's like monotonous. Yeah. And everything. Like yeah, it's the same sunny day. Yeah. And I know that sounds like such a <laughs> shitty blow. thing to brag about or like to complain about, bag on. But like, it just like isn't for me. So that's the long-winded answer. I'm going to play you this next But I think it's important. I think it's important, though, to try it. You know, if it's something that you're thinking about or possibly interested, don't take my or anyone's opinion for it. Just try it, you know? Like, obviously, it's expensive and all of that, but you're not going to die if by trying it, you know? I I don't know why I threw in that, but I just... keep Like, it, don't take someone else's word for whether a place is good or not, because it could, it'll, it's totally up to you if you're going to like it. Like I could hate it, but you could absolutely thrive here. So that's all I mean is like, keep an open mind, girl. <laughs> all right, let's do a secret. Uh, shaking it up. Oh, Bella Thorne could never. Okay. Secret we have. Oh, good. My Bible slugging foreign mom found out that I was a stripper to pay for uni. And I fully owned up to it because she found undeniable proof. But what I neglected to divulge in was the rest of the story. I was also a full-on whore, sugar baby, and camera girl. 
That's a quadruple threat, motherfucker. I think that is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's cool how... I mean, it's still obviously a work in progress, but the idea of a sex worker is so much different now. Because, like, when I was younger, I probably would have been, like, a whore. Or, you know, like, whatever childish outlook I had on life. But, I mean, I think if you are able to pay for university and you are happy and safe and shit, put your legs in the air like you just don't care. I mean, really, though, I think that's awesome. I understand how difficult it might be with your mom, but understand that at the end of the day, you have got to do what you need to do for you. Pow! Boom, boom, pow! (laughs) I had to make it not serious. That was, like, too serious, but... Damn, that's brutal, but go off, girl. Get your get your bag. I don't know what else to say besides waving the little pom-poms. I'm like, ooh, I don't know what a pom-pom is, clearly. I didn't make the cheerleading squad. <laughs> now, before we carry on with the rest of the episode, I want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring another episode of the podcast. If you guys don't know, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. I've obviously talked about mental health quite a bit and how important it is. And sadly, in this day and age, it is not easily affordable or accessible. And that's what's great about BetterHelp because a lot of times you'll be able to get help that you wouldn't be able to physically in wherever you live. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists and needed. And it is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is also available which is really great now because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today they are offering our listeners 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash unhinged that is b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p dot com slash unhinged thank you guys so much for sponsoring and let's get back into it should we do another call Hi, Chris. I wanted to get some advice. So um, I am raised by a single mom. Uh, I'm 26 now, but I've never known my dad. Um, They were married for eight years before they had me. Um, And I recently decided to do a Google search to see if I could find (sighs) him. It turns out I found his obituary from 2014. And I'm wondering, should I tell my mom or not? They haven't been in contact since I was born, Um, so I don't know if it's opening a can of worms or if it might be something that she would actually want to know. So should I tell her or should I... So naturally I I decided to call unhinged. Thanks. (laughs) Oh my God, my jaw just became unhinged from how far my mouth was open. Oh my God, first of all, let's get in contact. Do we pitch to Netflix? Um... No, on a real note, Chris, this is serious. (laughs) I would like do a, do like a foreplay of the topic. I would be like, hey, mom, like, dad, question mark? You know, like, this is why I'm like, why did you fucking call in here with something this serious? Um, Take all this with a grain of salt, please, if you are listening. Um, But I definitely would like, yeah, ease into the convo. And be like, just vibe it out, you know? And maybe you have, like, five combos to, like, really s- loosen the hole, you know? And then, based off of the vibe, I would then say, I Googled him. Have you done that lately? 
And, you know, just I would take the convo very slowly unless you get a good understanding of what's going on or your mom is, like, super open about it. Because, like, you might find that she might be spiteful or this or that. But I also don't know the reason that, like, they stopped being in contact after married for eight years and then having a kid at the end of it. So, like, that yeah. that part is the interesting part. I'm, like, fully divulging your full-ass, real-ass life. But, like, to me, this is, like, really interesting. I So they were married for eight years. They had a baby and then never spoke again. Is that like that was what that was? I think so. That was the vibe. Yeah, but I started. I'm thinking now. You know, the mom has Google too. I wonder if she already knows. And That's all. Don't want to bring it up to her. Maybe they both know and are wondering. Do I tell them? <gasps> oh my know. god! Yeah, I was like kind of also wondering, like just thinking about like my parents' situation of like they've been divorced for I don't even remember how many years. Um, and it's like. I just think you're always kind of aware of what the other person is up to or doing, especially when you have kids. But I guess if this caller hasn't had contact with them, then I don't know. It's hard to tell because I don't know enough backstory. <laughs> I'm like really, in, I'm like intrigued by this. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah, I would take my original advice. Just like soften, softly start the convo with like a very general, like, you're not opening the can of worms. You're just, like, taking the can of worms off the shelf, if you get my jest. Like, you're putting it in the basket. You haven't even purchased it yet, you know? You might find better beans or worms. <laughs> I was thinking of a can of beans. beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, a something going on upstairs. I'm not really sure what, but... Hi, Boogie, get up! Are you here to bark again? Oh, no, you're just going to do a yoga stretch just right in the middle of the picture. Mm-hmm. In the picture. All right, we have another secret, and this one says, On Valentine's Day one year, I ended up at my date's house, and I completely clogged his toilet. I had to plunge my shit and call for reinforcement, so needless to say, I did not spend the night. Did you at least have sex before you did that? Wait, why? Because she pooped? She I spend guess. I'm, no, I think her cat fell in. <laughs> like, yeah, I think she clogged the fucking toilet. But that, that happens. That, I mean, that's how I feel, but it's still not great. Like, when... It's Valentine's Day and you're like trying to keep the mood alive and fiery to, hey, I clogged your toilet. But then I think that like creates something funny. And then like after it's done, you're like, well, now that we're dirty, let's get fucking filthy. Like, I feel like there's a way to like use that to your advantage. I don't think you need reinforcements, girl. I think I think the lion's inside of you. Rar. <laughs> what the fuck has this podcast become? <laughs> like literally it is like just shy of like an audition tape for a mental facility. I mean that's I really gig. like literally I'm I am like fucking on the voice of mental. <laughs> Anyways, let's just voicemail. <laughs> hey Chris. I'm Sophia. <laughs> Sophia, hey. I was just calling to like ask for some advice, I guess. So I'm in the age where, like, everyone wants to have fun, you know? Like, everyone wants to get, like, drunk or, like, high or whatever. And when I was 15, I was diagnosed with this, like, brain injury. And at this stage right now, my brain is, like, basically at the stage of a toddler. So I can't, like, do anything at all. And my friends have gotten, like, high around me, like, so often. And it just, it feels like I'm missing out on so much purely because of something that I wasn't in control of because of this like autoimmune brain injury and like I just wanted to like ask some advice about like how do I go 
about like having fun while my friends are just like doing everything I wish I could do, you know? Anyways, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Wow, that. Can you pick maybe not so intense voicemails next time? <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, these are real questions about real things. Shit. <laughs> that are not shit. <laughs> um, wow, that is a tough one. Um, <laughs> again, I'm like, did you confuse unhinged with your doctor? What's going on? I, do you guys have any? Because um, then what's the alternative? Like you only can you, do with like straight edge friends? Yeah, like, yeah, who like, wants to party but can't party? I, th- I think if they're like, your real friends, maybe not do it in your face. Like, yeah. maybe if you're going to get stoned or But then it's like, what, do they all hang out without her? And then yeah. it's like, that feels shitty. Yeah. That's that's a tough one. I th- uh, I think probably peace has to come from within. Yeah, I, that's, this is definitely, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, because you don't want to be, like, the person who, or I wouldn't want to be the person who feels like they're policing anyone. That or, like ruining or dampening like the fun or what not that you are but like <sighs> yeah i think unfortunately it would have to just you'd have to find an inner peace with it um so that people still feel like they can be their you know do crazy whatever yeah and i i think it's also important to note the difference between having fun and trying drugs and alcohol because yes do you have fun with weed and alcohol yeah can you also be sobbing your eyes out on the phone to a friend you haven't talked to in six years sobbing because you're wasted yes like a hundred percent so it's not always fun I'll just tell you that right now but also I think if you got like your own version so like here for example some nights when I don't want to drink god this is gonna be the worst sentence ever Jesus some nights when I don't want to drink but I want to have like that feeling of like having a wine glass and I'll put like kombucha in it because it feels like something bubbly and like a kind of acidy flavor and like I've got the wine glass and I'm feeling and I have I feel like I'm drinking you know granted I probably am on edibles while I'm doing this so oopsies but um You know, like, if your friends are all doing that and they're together, I think you would have a really fun time leaning in to the idea of almost, like, not acting drunk, but, like, letting their lack of sobriety kind of be the roller coaster ride, if you will. Like, have a drink that you only have when you and your friends are, like, doing (laughs) doing alcohol, doing drugs and alcohol or whatever. I would have, like, that one, it could be a soda, a drink, a fucking anything, that you just have with them and you have a wine glass, you got a red cup, you're kind of doing the whole thing, the smoking. That one, I'm really sorry you can't try. I don't have really much opinions. Can you try CBD? Uh, I don't think that'll do anything in terms of getting on their level of high. And it's not trying weed, but like like a CBD vape pen might be like a... if the, I Again, I don't know the scenario and I'm not encouraging you to vape or do any of this, but... It's like participating in the ritual. Yeah, I'm thinking of it more as the ritual and not as much like the the actual substance. I bet there are things that the doctor or a therapist or someone could recommend too. That's yeah. like safe because... I know there's non-alcoholic like tequilas and shit that people have sent me. I haven't tried them because <laughs> I can't have the real one. Um, but I know that there is stuff like that. Obviously, you won't have the effects of the drug and alcohol. But I think if you just understood that you... Unless you're able to, I don't understand your full autoimmune disease, but I, yeah, 
I don't know. I think making it, yeah, lean, thinking more about the ritual and leaning into, like, just going along with the fun. Like, you may not understand it, but, like, honestly, they're wasted and neither do they, you know? Or if, I mean, if you don't enjoy your time, find other friends that you can be sober with. But, like, that might be a bummer. I'm just kidding. Um, but you also might find that that's really fulfilling as well, but you can still have both friends. You just go to the mall with the people who party, Rather than go to the party with the people who party, but unless you like partying with the people who party, <sighs> I think you'd like hanging out with them regardless of the drug use. Or like that's like the key is like it's the fun part is like hanging out with the e- people. The drugs are like a little bit of an. That's just yeah. Act. That's just like bringing a confetti cannon. But it's like it's not fun to get drunk with people you hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless you're trying to fight <laughs> or something, which. I will tell you, it does happen. If you get drunk with people you do not like, <laughs> you will fight. There are also some positives. Like, she won't have the awful hangover that all the friends are going to have. Oh, my God. Say. I am so jealous that you can't drink, honestly. And I think if, as you get older, some of that gets old. But she's, it sounds like she's young. She wants to have fun. And, and, I, and I respect that, yeah. like, wanting to try things. And, like, I'm really not trying to downplay how shitty it must feel. But I think there are maybe some ways around. Oh, but kombucha has alcohol in it. Like sparkling water with a lime. Yeah, like make a mocktail. Like, oh my God, literally just make a fucking mocktail. Have some good ass juices together. Like make a margarita that's virgin. That shit is fuego. Put some shit on the rim. But you're off to the races. Mm -hmm. Let's do a new secret. Um, I traveled to London with my family pre-COVID. I was so excited to be in the land of the... Oh my God. I was so excited to be in the land of the uncuts. (laughs) we were staying near and for those uh unaware that means they were not circumcised we were staying near hyde park so i would leave the family for runs after dinner only to spend it getting fucked in the park obviously never told anyone but i do recommend yeah family vacations when you're trying to get it is such a challenge where did i just oh and mom stop listening Stop listening. Not going to share that. Chris, stop talking. Let's do a voicemail. If we can bleep that country. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi. Um, I have a question for you that I've been thinking about a lot recently. So Wait, do I'll you leave. take, I know you smoke, um, but do you take tolerance breaks? Because I feel like my highs are not hitting as hard anymore. And I don't know why. Um, I smoke pretty much every day, multiple times a day. I don't know if that's bad, um, but I just feel like it's not hitting like it used to. And I switch up my stuff, but do I need to take a break? Well, what am I doing wrong? Um, need some advice and direction here because it really gets me through my day. And if it's not hitting as hard, my days are hitting me harder. <laughs> um, but Shit. yeah, I I love you and I love listening to your podcast. Oh, thanks. Love you. Um, yeah, my only advice is to go for the harder. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> when life gets hard, you do too. <laughs> go harder. Um, no, I don't take tolerance breaks. Or if I do, I try and plan it around something that is like, easy, it like is kind of like a crutch. So like when I go home to Delaware, I consume less and then I'll, or like nothing, um, because I know I'll be maybe maybe like drinking wine at dinner and stuff um, because my family obviously drinks alcohol and stuff and doesn't do weed. 
like me, so I'll like lean more into like drinking or something. Not that we like constantly drink. My mom is going to be so annoyed that I'm saying this. But like, you know, I just know that like there will be alcohol more available than I guess in my normal life because I would go for weed more. But yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it kind of goes back to like the ritual of like smoking. Like I love like just sitting there and like doing this or a pen and like that kind of breath work. And so for me, I'll use like a CBD pen or I'll like try and consume some CBD when I would normally reach for THC. Um, but I don't really take breaks. There are times where I will like ramp up the gummy amount that I take if I want to really feel something. And that'll be to a level that I didn't need to before. So yeah, I get it, but it's again, totally up to you. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think because I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like you need a tolerance break. But I don't normally do them. Or if I do, I'll have like a glass of wine instead. <laughs> this sounds concerning. Yeah, I hear it. Oh, oh, never mind. What? This is like too sponsory. But like. Dadgrass? Dad, but but, but dadgrass. You, you could use the dadgrass flower with like some weed. So nope. it's like not as. But that's that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's is what like, you're saying. Yeah, no, but yeah, use CBD as some of instead of weed because, you know, you might be going through it for a few days of like. Oh, also, I think it's good to experience life, like full raw emotions, raw life. Like some days, days are going to be awful and you just have to go through that and like feel it. So I don't think I answered anything at all. <laughs> and for that, I would like to say you're welcome. Next up, secret. Oh, wow. That's a big bummer. Okay. I'm either pregnant or have COVID waiting on test <laughs> results for both. Don't know which is worse. yeah which one would you think is worse i would say pregnancy pregnancy because like covid i'm hoping this person's vaccinated that's another i'm over fucking telling people to get vaccinated is that awful i'm like at this point you've had the ample time everybody who wants to be is and if you're not you're leaving yourself up to risk i don't this is the rant of today i just like people are like stop telling people what to do and i'm honestly kind of on board like I've always advocated. I've always this and that. But at this point, I'm just tired of fighting with people. I'm tired of if you really want to live in a world constantly where you can die from this disease, go at it. Go at it. I and I just I think pregnancy is worse in that situation. Oh, it's if it's unwanted. Well, that's what I mean. That's, I'm assuming it is. Be- based, yeah, based off of that, it doesn't seem like they want to be pregnant. Yeah, but if you are, congrats, and I hope that's the case. <laughs> but to me, pregnancy definitely sounds like the worst option in that one. And she's trying to figure out both different test strips. and it's She's like, I peed on the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> the COVID test comes back. This is piss. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> oh, man, I wasted the four COVID tests our household was given. Which, by the way, that's another piece of bullshit. Are you kidding? One household has four. Andrew and I, I mean, there's two of us. Andrew went to order his from USPS or whatever. He was. They were like, oh, your household already ordered. So we have two COVID tests for each other. And now it's to the point where, like, 
I'm not even using them because I'm like, I need to save them. We need, it's like a good candle. Yeah. It's like, you don't ever (laughs) fucking burn it because you're like, I don't want the smell to go. It's so deranged. But I'm like, okay, so our country is number one and we only get number four COVID tests. Cool. Yeah. (sighs) Anyways, that was a wild secret. Thanks for sharing that. Should we do another voice? Yeah, I'm wondering if I should just make it real random and just go through. Let's do random. Let's just fu- let's do yet. fucking random. But it will take me a second, so you guys have to. All right, we'll cut here anyway. I don't know. This one seems very weird. I don't, should I just not listen to them play anything that comes up? Yeah. Honestly, I'm down. That sounds kind of fun. Random style. Hey, Chris. It's Maggie. Hey, Maggie. I first off just want to say I love you, and Thank I think you. you're an amazing person, and thanks for making me laugh, oh um, but Girl. we have a fucking issue. Yeah, no problem. Oh. So I just need advice, I guess. Um, I'm in a friend group of me and three other people, and uh, the three of us have known each other for a long time. And this other girl who's also in our friend group, I've, they've known her for longer because they went to school together, but I just started being friends with her more recently. We're all, like, the four of us so happy together. We're one big happy friend group. We're all, like, sisters. I have no sisters, so I'm assuming that that's, like, the relationship that's, like, minus, like, killing each other over clothes. But regardless, one of our friends is literally being psychotic. I can't explain it other than the fact that, like, when we're together, it feels like she just fucking hates us, and she'll, like, go on her phone and ignore us and act like we don't exist and then ghost us for days. She just handles her problems, like, really fucking immature, and I just need advice because we know that she has an issue with us, but she never addresses it, and it's just, it feels so middle school. So we don't know how to confront her or if we should confront her or if one of us should do it, so... Yeah, if you have any advice, I would love to hear it. And if not, that's okay, too. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Yeah, ditch the bitch. Ditch the... I mean, wait. So she always has a problem with you. She's constantly in a bad mood. She's constantly not paying attention to you. Okay. What are you... What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she providing? Sounds like only a bad time. I don't understand this. And I'm not frustrated at you. I'm frustrated at this fucking friend. What a flop. Like, go join a SEAL community or something if you're going to be a fucking toad. Like, what? I would, if you all feel similarly about this, I would all have, like, a fun friendship fucking reunion and be like, hey, don't be intense. It doesn't have to be, like, an intervention. Hey, we kind of just feel like you're always miserable with us. Did we do something? Blah, 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 blah. Communication is key. Great. Awesome. I, yeah, I just, I mean, if she ghosts you, just fucking ghost her. I don't get this. Like, I don't understand. The second you're not feeling good about your friends and you consider them close friends, why aren't you saying something? not judging you. I'm just like, to me... I mean, I guess I was at that spot, too, once where I, like, didn't feel confident talking to my friends about conflict. So, never mind, love. You might be making points. Yeah, I would just bring it up and be like, are we good? If not, you guys could be having so much more fun without her. I say fuck Debbie Downer. Fuck her real good. (laughs) Makes me want a hot dog real bad. I wish I could do my Jennifer Coolidge impression (laughs) still. I used to be so good at it around the Cinderella story era. And then I like, I guess hit puberty or something. 
Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Anyway, Chris, you don't have it anymore. Um, the last secret of this episode, I have stolen over $800 from family members, but since I have an impulse control issue, it doesn't affect me as much as I feel it should. Love you? Okay, sociopath. <laughs> what was that guy from my On the Street video? I'm a sociopath. I'm a pathological sociopath. Oh, I'm a pathological right. sociopath. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting from this secret. It doesn't affect me as much as I feel it should. <laughs> Yeah, I would talk to a professional, like, immediately and see what that is, because that should, that should affect you. Like, I specifically remember being a kid or a teenager, somewhere in that fucking nightmare, and seeing my mom's purse open and seeing, like, a $5 bill and being like, I don't think anybody's looking. And it was before, like, Ring or Nest Cam, so, like, I was definitely in the safe. And I didn't take it because I was like, that's my mom and she works so hard and she provides and like, and I didn't. So neither should you. Freak. Just kidding. Get your money. Just kidding. Don't stop it. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to or watching. Listen, I don't know what you're up to. Thank you for listening or watching another episode of Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Be sure to rate and review it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to Unhinged with Chris Clemens, as well as watch the video portions up on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Chris. I will leave you with this piece of advice. Just kidding. I didn't think of any. I don't even know why I said that. So bye. <laughs>